it's time for On the Couch with our resident psychologist, Jane Enter, exploring life and caring for our mental and spiritual well-being on Bay FM 99.9. Welcome to the first in our On the Couch segment with local psychologist Jane Enter, who's based at First Light Healthcare, Byron Bay. In this first edition, we're going to focus on something that's no doubt affecting all of us. Having loved ones, close friends or associates with completely different views to us on the COVID-19 pandemic and vaccines. It's an issue that's been splitting families, souring friendships and dividing our community. Jane Enter is here to help us bridge that divide and find new positive ways to relate to each other that keeps us together. Great to speak to you again, Jane. Oh, thanks very much for having me back. Look, so we all get to know you a bit better. Just start with a few words about yourself and uh, where you get your funny accent from. <laughs> I grew up in Zimbabwe and went to university in South Africa and came to Australia in 1989. Lived in Melbourne till 2001 and then thought, oh, I don't think I can survive another nine-month Melbourne winter, and saw a job at the Buttery and came up here then and have been here ever since. And I have uh, a great love of this area and the people here. Our topic today, Jane, it's a difficult one. How much is it affecting people who are coming to you for help? It's affecting everybody. All of my clients that are coming are affected by the whole COVID epidemic. They're affected by the lockdowns. They're affected financially, emotionally. Mothers who are homeschooling are extra stressed. Fathers too. There are uh, divides in families around um, getting a vaccine or not getting a vaccine, wearing a mask, not wearing a mask. They're stressed and they're anxious and they're hurt. They're very sad about what's happening. I was speaking to a friend yesterday who works in the field in Sydney and she was telling me how overstretched services are with long waiting lists People are finding it really hard to find a service that can see clients and not to mention worn out social workers and therapists like yourself. Is that what you're finding? Yes, I think I can't see um, the, all the people who have been referred to me. So I always try and refer them on. I call them back and find someone for them. But it's quite hard because everybody I know has a waiting list and every doctor, nurse, psychologist, social worker, psychotherapist, any health practitioner is working above and beyond to try and deal with all the fallout from what's going on in the world at the moment. Mm. Just to our focus today, without identifying anyone, of course, what sorts of examples have you got of how the vastly different views people have on COVID-19, the lockdowns and vaccines, is having on families and among friends? 
Look, it's caused the end of some relationships. A person I know very well, they've lost a 20-year friendship because that person chose to have the vaccine and the other person was, you know, angry and felt betrayed by that. Families where a parent might be hesitant, funnily enough, a lot of young people have said, please get the vaccine because we've got to do it for the community and for each other. So there's been, you know, anger at family members when one chooses to vaccinate and one chooses not to. There are um, issues with with uh, workplaces where, you know, people have been told they have to be vaccinated and they felt really pressured and have resigned it's become a very painful and divisive issue for people i have a few examples myself jane uh, that i'll share i have a couple of family members with completely different views to me Uh, they still are not convinced that this virus and the pandemic is even real and they say they'll never get vaccinated I must admit that I've been finding it very hard to relate to them um, in recent times. And we're probably going through a period of uh, avoiding each other, I think you can say, because we were just arguing a lot and I was finding myself getting very annoyed. For starters, is having a break a good thing, maybe a cooling off period? Yes, I think so, because when you do couple counselling, for example, and couples argue and fight... You always advise, take 48 hours, don't bring up this topic again. Because in 48 hours, people's emotions go down. They get a different perspective. And generally, all people seek harmony and connection. So if you give people enough time, generally what's really important, which is the relationship or the friendship, becomes the goal again not who's right and who's wrong. So an opportunity to (coughs) regather one's composure, perhaps one could say, before coming together afresh with a new way of relating. What suggestions have you got for how to do that? You need to be curious. Everybody thinks their view is the right one. Mm. But the truth is no one's 100% sure of anything at the moment. And... Everyone is trying to make sense of a very unusual and uncertain time. So if you come with the view of I want to find out why you think the way you do and what it's like for you and what you're scared of and what you're frightened of, what you'll find is you'll distill that down to basically things you have in common, which is we're all scared of the uncertain times. None of us know how this is going to turn out, and none of us are really sure that any view is 100% right at the moment. It changes with new research and new information on a daily basis. So a lot of this fighting and bickering is people expressing their uncertainties, their concerns, their fears, and that's okay then? 
Absolutely. And when you think about it, when we're at our most uncertain, we present our views as if we are absolutely certain Mm -hmm. because human beings do not like living with not knowing. And this is one of those times where we don't know. Mm. But in terms of completely different views on all of this, it does get to a point where you no longer want to hear uh, the same arguments that you don't agree with. Um, That just gets you nowhere. So should we then just agree to disagree and agree perhaps not to talk about it anymore when we're together after a certain point when it's clear that it's affecting the relationship? Yes, I I think you're all a bit young, but I remember there was a time in life where you were told not to talk about sex, politics and money. (laughs) We might have to add COVID opinions into that one because... It's such a divisive issue. Is it really worth your deep relationship or your attachment and connection with people you love? What about if a loved one or a close friend has gone so far down a rabbit hole, seeing everything that's going on right now as some big plot to control us and to do us harm? You no doubt have heard all the different interesting theories out there. How should we relate to loved ones and very close friends in this situation? Look at what they're feeling. They're scared. They are frightened that something bad is going to happen to them. When they think they're going to be microchipped by Bill Gates with a specially sized microchip that can fit through a needle into their skin or that they're going to be made infertile or that they're going to be forcibly have their children removed and vaccinated against their um, parental control. It's They're frightened and they're scared. And if you go to that, rather than labelling it as a conspiracy theory, as paranoia, or as all the other labels we bandy around without really knowing what they mean and imply, and just come down to the very basics, you're scared. That's it. Mm. That is a much more useful approach than everybody getting into their extreme views and backing each other into a corner where it's much harder to come out from. The purpose of this segment, of course, is not to diagnose anyone, but it's probably true to say that we're all on the mental health spectrum, if that's a a, a phrase. But where is the line, though? When is it too far when people really do feel really paranoid that they're they're out to harm me? Look, I have people who, who come in and they're not sleeping. They are Googling and researching addictively all night to find out about paedophile rings, ivermectin, social control, the Illuminati. It's affecting their health. It's affecting their well-being. It's affecting their peace of mind and it's affecting their relationships. When it's got to that point, people need support and help because they've lost sight of the things that are really important to them, which, again, is the people they love and their health. Are there known conditions when it is to that extent? Look, I'm really reluctant to go there, and I'll tell you why. Because we throw around labels like, oh, 
when we've had a bad relationship, oh, he had pers- narcissistic personality disorder or that guy suffering from extreme paranoia. And really, people have reasons for why they think and feel the way they do. So if someone is frightened that the government is doing stuff to them, find out why. It might be they grew up in a boy's home where they were abused, where they were supposed to be protected and looked after. And so why should they trust authority? Or bad things have happened to them and they've been betrayed. Why should they trust the world that has done this? So looking at why people feel the way they do, understanding their history, working with how they came to be as they are, that's much more useful than mm-hmm. saying to somebody, you know what, you've got this and you've got that. Mm-hmm. I think that's very unhelpful. Mm-hmm. It just pushes people away. But is that where some of this is coming from, though? Yes. Some of it is coming from people who've been done over. Some of it is coming from people who've been really hurt. Some of it is coming from people who, frankly, don't trust politicians or government. And if you look at history, there are good reasons. And, you know, the genesis of these ideas have come from real events in the past that they used to inform their present. And how do you work with people through that process, Jane? I want to focus on, can we get you to sleep better? Can we get you to reconnect with the things you love that make you happy, that make you feel good? Can we work with why you're frightened and where it's coming from? How can we make your life and your day better for you so you enjoy it more? Because better research isn't necessarily a case because I've found with some of the people I know they just seek out the videos, the research that confirms what they already believe. Yes, we're very good at having a cognitive bias that dismisses things that don't confirm our worldview. We do not like change or challenge. Mm. I had someone tell me that to be questioning all that's going on right now and the motives behind it all is very sane and logical and intelligent... And not to do so right now is a form of trauma response or cognitive dissonance, but understandable given the scale of it all and how mind-boggling it all is. Now, I I found that very interesting, a very interesting twist and reversal and willing to contemplate it. But what do you think about that kind of perspective? I think it's good to question and it's good to analyse and think for yourself and talk to people. I strongly advise people to speak to the GP that they trust, and we're very lucky in this area. We have wonderful GPs at all the medical centres, and there's always some GP in there that someone can trust who's going to give them the best advice that they can, because once you get to know your GP, you have a relationship with somebody genuinely cares about your health. So I'd get advice, I'd talk to people, and I think we need people who question and who challenge because that makes us all think, and I think that's healthy. Mm. Well, most of us are doing that to a certain extent because this this caught everyone by surprise, and there are so many unknowns. But uh, some people that I've spoken to who are really down this rabbit hole 
or these rabbit holes really think that the rest of us who don't think like that are either brainwashed or ignorant or part of the plot, whereas the rest probably see them as a bit crazy. What's the way forward here? Listen, be curious, take an interest. If you find that it's getting argumentative and divisive, agree not to agree. Agree to disagree. Allow yourself to find other topics in common. We don't have to be right. We have to do what is right for us and hopefully the people around us that we love. Just to finish up then, Jane, you've already said a lot of this, but um, I guess if uh, this is the situation we find ourselves in with our loved ones and very close friends, just uh, another final word on how we can uh, move forward in a way that maintains these important relationships to us. Do things when we're out of lockdown, of course, that you love to do together. Look for the things you have in common. You know, as human beings, we have far more in common than we have as differences. We all want to be loved. We all want to enjoy our lives. We all want to keep the people that we love alive and healthy. We all want to connect and do things with our lives that are important and meaningful. If you look at all the things we have in common, they are far more numerous than the things that divide us. Look for those points of connection. I have a lovely person that I see that watches a movie with their father repeatedly and they look for all the interesting um, connections and they analyze the movie. They find ways of connecting that are just, you know, way more significant than what's happening around these arguments at the moment. Mm. I know your profession, we touched on that at the beginning, has been inundated and you're busier than ever before. Given the extent of this uh, collective trauma, should we all be seeking professional help right now? No, I don't think so. I think when you're really distressed and you're not sleeping and it's affecting your thoughts and your anxiety is really high or you feel really depressed and helpless and you have lost a perspective, sure, go and seek help. But really, talk to each other. Talk to people you trust reach out to your loved ones, Zoom talk with people that you miss, share your anxiety and worries with the people around you because once you share them and you find that other people are just as anxious as you, it's incredibly comforting to know you're not the only one. Mm. Jane Inter from First Light Healthcare Byron Bay, it's been a great pleasure once again. And I look forward to our regular on-the-couch conversation here on Bay FM. Thank you. Thank you. I look forward to chatting again. Bye. Bye.